great. All right, uh, everyone. Welcome to Melee Discussions. <laughs> this is where we discuss the news stories we just read. Um, and we, you know, it's just a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. And nothing that we say is reflective on our team. It's just us, us no. three. Correct. No, no, no. Because the copy team does good. They Although did. most of the time, I'm sure they agree with us. But ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say that. This is the... I'm just trying to warn you that this is non-journalistic. Non-journalistic. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you how the methane pockets in the, in the Arctic oh, go okay. directly into COVID-19 response. And this is how Ooh. it starts. Oh. So, oh. I, actually, I, I, I can't, getting real. I can't really do that. Okay. I'm sorry. But I did want to talk about the methane pockets in the... Because uh, we don't talk about climate change enough. Yeah, we really should... You know... We have a small team. It's hard to talk about everything, it but is. this definitely should be at the forefront of all conversation. And I just want to like super quick throw this in there so like you can be really worried about it later on. There are pockets of methane in the Arctic that are exploding. Arctic right? farts. Arctic farts because mm. of uh, you know climate change, global warming. But just recently they had an explosion of methane and it produced a hole that was about 164 meters deep. That's a significant, significant explosion. All right, we're feeling a little frisky tonight, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is melee discussions after, after dark. dark. It really is. We usually record like right at either in the morning or like right at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. But it we is. were just feeling like the world is so messed up right now. Mm-hmm. We needed like friend time. We, so yeah. and we sat in the backyard and we talked until like nine. Yep. And yeah. then we finally started and then we're recording. Like, oh, wait. Can we talk about uh, not not funding uh, these evictions or or non evictions? Well, I guess if you want to talk about serious stuff, it's fine. Um, we will, y'all. But no, I mean to to the point. Yes, I think that we're we're getting to the crazy point of society. This we're we're reaching the break point very quickly. Yes, right. Like the break point is coming. Either people are going to be evicted out of their homes and in the streets, which or I, they're not. Which I don't. I don't, I don't want like, no, right. And so nobody wants that. Even the people no. that are saying like, well, you know, like we can't really do anything about it. You really don't want, you know, 30 to 40 million, 30 to 40 million Americans all of a sudden without a home. Cause what, what does that look like as a society? You know, it's not, it's not going to be like super chill and everybody's going to go to the nice like food bank and get like a full set of meals for a week. No. It's going to be people starving. It's going to be children not getting education. It's going to be children not getting food. It's going to be adults, you know, losing yeah. out on most opportunities. Precisely. Let's play that out. And know what, no matter what, if you get that many people evicted, what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of regular folks doing stupid crimes, just trying to survive. Right. You know, it's not about, it, it, it comes out of the idea of like criminals or, you know, looters or whatever you want to call it. It's going to be much more like, I, I do not have food. My family does not have food. We also don't have a place to stay. What can I do? Most often, it's I'm just going to take it. I have yeah. to take it at that point. Yeah, you have no choice. But that's, but that's mm-hmm. kind of how the eviction. So we do like the eviction. So keep people in their homes. Mm-hmm. But we are also not planning to fund this right now. No. So back rent still piling up. If you've already got back rent, now you're going to have what almost a year of back rent to pay off in January. That's <laughs> that's, that's impossible. I couldn't imagine trying to pay off like three months of back rent. Like that's. I mean, before all this started, we already had huge statistics of people that didn't have even four hundred dollars in their checking account right. to fund emergencies. That didn't disappear, right? 
And twelve hundred dollars didn't fix that. Oh my goodness, no, not even no. close. Not even close. And they're like arguing about whether to do another twelve hundred dollars. Like that was already a joke. Yeah, and right. even that, even now, like the twelve hundred dollars would be nice, but it's also not fixing. It's not going to pay it's nothing. Not fully it's fixing not fully fixing any nothing. problem. You know, it's not going to pay. It's not going to pay any of your back rent for the last few. Or it's going to pay some of it, but that's it. You got to make a choice. Like, do I want to pay my back rent, or do I want to buy groceries next month? Do I want to pay my back rent, or do I want to? Pay my actual like my housing and light or not my housing my light and like water bill next month. You know, do I want to buy my kids, uh, buy my kids food, or do I want to get my kids up to par to participate in online learning? All those things tie in now. You know, all those things are a factor. You know, even with schools like Omaha, it's very nice because you know every kid got a laptop, but you can't assume that every in OPS or yeah okay yeah they when they moved to. Uh, what you call it, mm-hmm. uh, remote to learning. To the, the remote, okay. Yeah, but They like, gave every student a laptop. But yeah. that's because Omaha's like, you know, we, I mean, big scheme, we're a fluent city. You know, we have money, you know, we have money to spend. Every other community don't does not have that, mm-hmm. particularly in the South, you know, yeah. in the rural communities. They don't have that. And they have to make it a choice now. It's like, well, heck, do I get like a setup so like my kid can learn from home or do I have to like kind of save whatever I can because I don't know when this back range really going to be due. Right. This is the thing that's frustrating is that all the austerity that is generally pushed by Republicans, but also largely accepted by most Democrats is, um, affects the people in the rural communities like the most. The fact that like in a farming state, state like Nebraska, that we didn't want to expand Medicaid meant that rural hospitals got shut down and like those things aren't talked about enough and how they affect generally the people that Republicans go out and say, Oh, we're here for you. We're in your community. Um, but they don't mean that because their decisions of austerity and taking away public services, those things affect rural communities on a huge scale. I would say they affect rural communities arguably worse are just more than they affect like inner city communities, you know, cause then yeah. I mean, you have kids have that don't have access to internet and you have kids mm-hmm. that, um, they, they can't don't get it. Maybe they they're one, their one hospital, mm-hmm. their one doctor's office got shut down because yeah. it was like making most of its, it was able to stay open because of allocated Obamacare dollars. Funding. Yeah. yeah. And Medicaid and things like that. And right. it's just kind of a joke to say, that, I mean, if we're talking about, like, say, a free health care plan or something like that, it's a joke to say that we're taking away choices because those choices are being taken away all the time because it's not profitable for these capitalist healthcare companies to go into these smaller communities because they don't make enough money. Yep. And so we have to have yeah. those as public services like a library. Uh, like, certainly. Uh, yeah. Certainly. And it's frustrating because those are always the first people that get hit. When we have uh, inclement weather, when climate change is coming in, it's it's the poorer communities and a lot of those rural communities that get hit. Yeah. And yeah, this feels like a cycle of something we're always talking about. Right? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, right? Remind me of that because I have something to say about and cycles. Ag- yeah. Later. <laughs> Again, it does go back to it because these are always tied together. These are always these are all interconnected like all of these things and they're all come from the same place of like a lack of care for each other in our communities. Right. Right. And it's, it's the over, it's like the sickness of 
American style individualism. <sighs> you can't survive. You can't go. You can't jump in your F one fifty that for you bought us. for yourself without having hundreds of people's hands touched your truck. Hundreds of hands built those roads. Hundreds of hands built every single building you walk in. Like we live in a society, whether you want to admit it or not. And and if you don't want to live in a society, then you're totally welcome to go move into the woods <laughs> and not be part of it. Get up out of here. Go. Yeah. You know? And like I think there's been glimmers of hope. It's just right now we're in an exceptionally like um rough time because specifically I think the idea of the individual uh, reigning supreme, you know, I think that's really affecting our ability to move on past this pandemic, to move on past this recession, to move. Because yeah. even during the Great Depression, there was a huge movement of workers and labor mm-hmm. and working together to fight against the companies that were exploiting them. Right. That's the only way we had the New Deal happen. Yeah. Right. It wasn't because Franklin D. Roosevelt was nice. It was because people got together. Yep. Because it was demanded. Yeah, and they pressured them. Yep. Yep. And they were scared if they didn't do something. <laughs> that there was a <laughs> whole problem. Yeah. Revolt. And that needs to happen again. But right now, we don't have leadership that responds to pressure. No, no we don't. And, like, on a... Because me, me and Leslie were talking to some folks recently, and... um the one thing that like people don't want to do, especially people that have, I think a really good social activism, like head on their shoulders or people that can really see a better future for America. A lot of them don't want to take ownership of leadership. No, you know, cause yeah, they, we were talking about, they want to be, Correct. they, they all want to be very, um, what is it called? I want to call it like equal, not equal level, but I mean, it's, it's just like this flying under the radar sort of th- yeah. th- thing where they don't, they don't want to disrupt something. They don't want to speak for mm-hmm. someone that they shouldn't. Right. It's like organic. It's like the idea of organic so organization. Like right. We're all on the same level. It's like, you know, it, this is, might be like a real offshoot, but I was just thinking like when you say we don't have leadership, I think we have the people that could be leaders, but they are scared but to be leaders. They're afraid to actually step right? up and be leaders. And I just want to say like if you have an idea and you have the momentum and you got out there and got active and got and went forward, it. like – it's okay to call yourself, it's okay to be a leader. It's okay yeah. to be a point person. You don't have to not be that in fear of stepping on people's toes or in fear of like, you know, like putting yourself on a pedestal where everybody else should not, be, where people shouldn't be on a pedestal. It's not about that. But organization and leadership are very important to forward the ideas that we're trying yeah, to because forward. We, yeah, right. You know, because we, we as community need, need to be able to band together under, mm-hmm. under like a, someone's idea and leadership. We need that motivation right you know it does take some discernment between ourselves like who's a good leader who's not a good leader right. like, you know like we don't need to just follow whoever says like hey i'm a leader but i would say follow the people that have got out and done stuff you know that they have changed they have tried to change society they have gone out and did cleanup efforts they have started food banks they're trying to get the news out you know whatever it may be if they if you if you are a person that has done that and gone out and done that you are de facto a leader and don't shy away from that because people are going to be looking to you for guidance. If you are somebody that needs a little more guidance, follow the people that you've seen put like rubber to the road. You know, you don't need, don't, don't listen to the mouth service. Cause everybody talks, everybody can say nice words. You can learn how to say nice words. Somebody else can write your nice words for you. Like we have a whole copy team that writes our news for us. Okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you put rubber to the road, that's the person you should follow. And that's and if not on the discussions, podcast, not on the discussion, we should be talking and shit. <laughs> But no, 
if you are a person that has like really put rubber to the road or you're looking for looking for some something to do to help look for people that have put rubber on the road and just go with that there's nothing wrong with being a leader as long as you don't be a dick about it you know there's nothing wrong with being in charge as long as you're not an asshole and you know it's okay to be kind of an asshole sometimes yeah I mean, some people be acting crazy they be talking yeah. shit it's like no nah, even our greatest <laughs> our greatest leaders you know, in different movements, we're not perfect people. And oh, I don't think that that right. needs to be a prerequisite, but definitely no. have your heart in the right place and be right. humble yeah. and just do the thing. Just do the thing. Do the thing. I think that's actually a nice place to wrap up, guys. Oh, look at that. Did you <laughs> want to say something else, Leslie? I was just going to say, like, speaking of doing the thing, our community has been really, like, really awesome at doing several things, mm-hmm. like our, like, Media Core doing this free food. Yep. Distribution. Media core. Um also Fair Deal Cafe Fair Deal. Yeah. Fair Deal is also doing those on Thursdays. Um yeah. The community's out. Omaha's out. I, I I'm proud. I'm very, very proud of what we're doing here. Yeah. We're doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And I think that the Media Core thing is run by Feed the People Omaha. So nice. Nice. Which are oh yeah. Pretty cool. I think at all. What have you been uh, listening to? How's that going? What music is that? What's happening? What is happening? I got a little wild last week. So maybe <laughs> 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 I think I freaked some people out. I, uh, I've i actually dusted off uh, Rihanna's album, Anti, uh, particularly the Kiss It Better song. I just think that's a great song. It's a good sing-along. It goes well. Um, so that's what I've been listening to recently. Leslie is our. I kind of really love the new Miley Cyrus song. I'm just going to throw it out there. She has a new song? Yeah, she does, and I haven't listened to it. I have not heard It's that. very, like, 80s anthem-esque, which oh, I know okay. every pop star, I feel like, has their, like, 80s anthem they period. But they have to. I feel like she's doing exceptionally well. Also, like, 80s anthems are kind of like the height of pop. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just like the, like, I don't know when the, like, the big hair, like, I don't know what to call them, like, the s- stadium bands. Yeah. Like, that was, like, a time of rock. I was like, oh, shit, like, I listen to that all the damn time. <laughs> um, I'm super into this song called Blueberry Queen by Leech. Cute. You always got stuff we never heard of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so obscure. That was a recommendation from a friend. Oh, nice. That I've actually been listening to for, like, a, like a month. I'm just really oh, wow. very into it. Cool. I don't think we've played out with the Jeff song yet, so let's play out with some Rihanna. Ah, hey. I'm probably not listening to like crazy <laughs> stuff. So. <laughs> Look you
Yo, bro.